<laughs> Welcome back to Weekly Sauce with uh, Terry Time and Alex the intern Corleone. Um, Corleone, Corleone, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is a weekly episode, the Weekly Sauce episode 5. Uh, last week we discussed English Premier League and how great it was. Uh, this week we're going to talk some NFL. Dak Prescott signed his new contract, so we're just going to jump into that. Uh, before I get started, uh, make sure to follow us everywhere on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Hot Sauce Sports. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Hot Sauce Sports. Um, new merch is dropping soon. Uh, we actually sent out uh, for printing this week, so we should be we should be getting the merch soon. You'll you'll see that on all our social media. Um, if you're interested, give us a send us a message and we'll send it to you. Um, so Alex, how's it been going, buddy? Fuck, man. Uh, I just came back from the beach, bro, and I'm ready to record. It was fucking amazing weather, man. Oh yeah. Well, you're in California, yeah. so the weather the weather's always fucking good. Well, where I am right now, it's fucking shitty because it's like over 100 um, degrees Fahrenheit, so it's hell. But at least you're on the water, though. Yeah. But like, so you're in Bakersfield. I know you sent us that picture of you and Pismo. Yeah, it's yeah. Where's yeah, that? it's two hours. Yeah, that's two hours west from where from where I am right now. West. Oh, so you're inland. You're not close to a beach. Exactly. Okay. Okay. How far are you from LA? An hour? An hour north? and a half. Yeah, no, south. Okay. No, no, sure. yeah, north. Yeah, okay, yeah, north, north. north. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, then you would have been like Orange County, I guess, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah. So like I said, so the NFL. I mean, a lot of a lot's happening. Um. Dak Prescott finally signed his contract. As a Cowboys fan, I'm happy. As a Cowboys fan, I'm relieved. As a Cowboys fan, um, what the fuck took so long? Uh, what did you think about the signing? Thirty-one and a half million franchise tag for Dak Prescott, um, which means they'll continue negotiations to see how much he'll get next year. But for this year, he's going to get paid thirty-one and a half million. Exactly. So I think the well, we all know franchise tags are basically market value um, tags. So. He got what he deserved, and honestly, that's what I think he deserves. Mm -hmm. But what I think he doesn't deserve is the contract he's seeking, which is forty million a year. I mean, it's hard for us to say that he doesn't deserve it because he's he's done uh, pretty well. And if the market at the end of next year says that, okay, the next best quarterback deserves forty million dollars, which usually happens, contracts go up. Then I can't really hate on it, but I do get where people are like, "No, he shouldn't get forty million." But but what happens next year if Mahomes comes and says, "Hey, I want this to be a a, um, a dynasty, and I want to take less," then what would you say to Prescott? That's Prescott's problem. That's a pro that not not Prescott's problem. That's the Cowboys' problem. Then the Cowboys have to say, "Okay, fuck you." You're gone. We're not uh, unless you want to take less. But the Cowboys, they've always been um, at the cap. They've always spent the most you can, and that's what you expect from a professional franchise. You don't want them to have any money laying around doing nothing. Like when the Habs got rid of Markov and Radulov, they had nine million dollars to play with. Why not sign somebody? Well, the thing with the with with the Habs was. 
the the well Bergevin said he wanted Markov or Radulov. He said yeah. only one, but he got fucked over and, and both and he lost both of them. Well, because he didn't offer them what they wanted. And actually, actually, he made an offer to Markov, mm-hmm. but Markov wanted more than he he offered. He wanted two years, and Bergevin was offering one year. So, so to my point is, and that's fine. You're a general manager. You don't want to yeah. pay for. You don't want to have to pay anything just because the guy's asking for it. I get that, but as for the Dallas Cowboys, who always spent to the limit, for them, they're like, okay, we we don't like losing free agents. They hate it. They actually hate it. So they want to, and especially a quarterback. Where, where are you going to find another Dak Prescott right now? It's not like they drafted one. Yeah, and and it's. In a sense, you're right. Um, the the only all the, the the only other potential quarterback out there right now would be freaking Cam Newton, but nobody. It's either nobody's taking a chance right now, or he's really injured, and pe- and teams are waiting. Well, I watch his YouTube videos, his uh, workout videos. He doesn't look injured, but we don't know. So he he'll get signed. I'm not worried, really worried about Cam Newton. I'm just worried about how long it's actually taking. Yeah, what's your prediction where he's where he's gonna end up? It's tough, man. I I, I feel like a New England is a fit. That's honestly that's like the only possibility, or the only other way he'll be signed by any other team. I believe it's if any other QBs gets injured. Okay, like during the season, he'll be still an, uh, a free agent. I actually that's... don't hate if he signs with the Browns. Um. Yeah, for real. Because Baker Mayfield, I'm a fan. I like him. But he has a short leash right this year. New coach, new general manager, new new um everything, basically. He's on a short leash. He he's not the guy that they drafted. So for them, they might want to go after somebody that they want. You know? Yeah. I like Baker Mayfield. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he could be a great quarterback. He just had an off year. And He's just, I but I do see Cam Newton maybe signing there. Where's Cam Newton from? I know he played at Auburn, so he might be from Alabama, but he's from the South. So like, is maybe Atlanta? I mean, um, I don't know about Matt Ryan. They probably don't have much cap space to play with. Um, Washington. I mean, how many first round quarterbacks are they gonna have? It's really tough to find Cam Newton a squad right now. New England is the best option because he can walk in and win a starting job over Jared Stidham. Yeah, he's from Atlanta. He's from Atlanta. Yeah. So. But he can I walk in him. Win, a, win a starting job in New England. No issue. No problem. I agree. Uh, the only problem is since Belichick has a, such a big influence over the Patriots and who they sign. Um, I'm not sure if he'll be the right fit with the Belichick system. Okay. But it's the most logical choice. It is the most logical choice. Unless, unless the Patriots are planning on tanking and going for, tr- for um, what's his face, uh, Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not the Patriot way. <laughs> I know. That's I not know. the Patriot way. The Patriots are going to try and win that division no matter what, no matter what. I have a feeling that the the Bills are winning that division this year, man. Uh, yeah, the Bills should win that division this year. 
Um, but I've been saying this. In 2023, the Dolphins are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> in the Super Bowl in 2023. So they got three years to prove me right. Well, they first need to get into the playoffs. We assume they will. So they have Tua. They have all these draft picks. They signed Byron Jones. Their defense looks good. Um, they have the pieces. They just have to, you know, develop them. And if they develop them the right way, we've seen bigger turnarounds happen quicker. Yeah. I'm into the Dolphins in a couple of years. I'm bandwagoning. Like I said, the, these first need to start making the playoffs. Then they can start talking about Super Bowl. First, get your foot in and then talk about Super Bowl. You can't <laughs> talk, talk about... <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that in 2023, I'm predicting they will be in the Super Bowl. Next year, they will not be in the playoffs. Not be. They won't be. They just, they're just, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's too hard for them to be in the playoffs. So if I look at the AFC, um, okay, we got the top four, which are going to be uh, the Ravens, the Chiefs, um, whoever wins the AFC South. And so let's say I believe Tennessee. I believe the Colts. Colts. Oh, the Colts. Might be Colts. Might be Colts. Man. What about Houston? Houston. We have a problem. That's going to be a tight division. Houston, tight. Tight, tight, Houston's Titans, Colts, it's going to be really tight. It's always tight. They're always, all four of them are always 500. Yeah, it's not like back in the Peyton Manning days. Well, there was one team. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then you have in the AFC East, you assume the Bills are going to run away with that division. But it's the Patriots. I know you're more of a Belichick guy. I'm more of a Brady guy. Um, it's... I still think the Bills are going to win the division. I agree with you. They should win the division. If they keep the momentum from what they had last year, I think they should run away with this division. Easily. Uh, it's Honestly, the way I see it is the Bills' division to lose. They have they have the upper hand. Last year, they, they made a re, really, really great run uh, towards the playoffs. Um, the Patriots will obviously try to win the division again. I just don't see them winning it at all. I, you think they make the playoffs? With the new format, it's yes or no. It's either I see them finishing like a 80, uh, eight, eight team. What's the new format? Explain. So the new format is they want to add an extra team yeah. to the playoffs. So uh, they want to add an extra wild card team, and they and it's basically just going to be the number one seed who's going to get a buy. Yeah, that's what. Sense. Which yeah, well, they get two buys at that point. Yeah, be- oh, that's stupid to me. It's it's good if you want to add more teams. I'm all for adding more teams, but giving the first place team like the chiefs let's say the chiefs went for, be are their first place this year which most likely will happen their first place they finish the season pat mahomes rests his last game so he doesn't play he plays the first half or whatever then he's off for a full week doesn't have a game then he's off for another full week doesn't have a game then he has to prepare a full week for whoever it is let's say it's the browns he has to prepare for the browns 
So the Browns are getting him off of a full three weeks without having touched a football field. Yeah. It's not an advantage. Um, We've seen it this year with the Ravens, with my team. It uh, was was very uh, sad. Uh, well, there, there's many reasons why the Ravens lost. Uh, part of it is, yes, the break. Uh, they had a literally a three-week break. Yeah. So that, that, that was part of the reason. And then there's two more reasons. Uh, the coach making bad awful decisions during the game going on fourth downs uh in risky uh, situations okay. like within their own half that was i was literally livid because he went on a fourth down well fourth downs are are risk reward so y- yeah. you lose you win so anyways that was part of the problem and also the the titans were just well prepared i guess the Titans uh, were had a had a very good plan going into the playoffs, very good. It's not it's not a knock against the Ravens. I don't think they were on a hard streak, and I was exactly. le- legit. I was legit scared. I didn't want them to make the playoffs. Legit. Well, they the thing about the Titans last year was that, like you said, they were on a hot streak. They were already in playoff mode. That's why in the NHL, I'm always scared of the eighth seed because the eighth seed. <clears throat> is already in playoff mode. The last two weeks, he's been fighting for the fighting for his job. He's been fighting to stay alive to make it to the playoffs. Whereas opposed to the first place team, not so much. We saw last year in the NHL with Columbus. Uh, was it last year? Yeah, it was last year where Columbus swept Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes. And everybody's like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "But no, you have to realize that for the last two weeks." They've been in playoff mode. They've had to make it into the playoffs. And that that's why the bottom seeds usually scare me. And that's what happened with Tennessee last year. Honestly, that's the... Stuff. What? <laughs> I'm talking as a Cowboys fan on top of it. We're, we're not even rivals, bro. <laughs> Everybody's a rival. I don't care. Well, I, I hope you hate the Eagles, Giants, Redskins more. Um, that's the thing is people say, who do you, what team do you hate the most? It's not teams that I hate. It's it's the fan base, right? So whoever has an, a more annoying fan base, and to me, the Redskins, the fans, I don't even hear them. The, when they talk, it's like dead air, nothing. Well, the Giants fans, they're annoying. They are super annoying because they're holding on to those two fluky fucking wins. Okay. <laughs> and Eagles fans, I mean, they're diehard. So I can kind of respect them, but they are annoying. They are annoying. But Eagles I'm sure fans? they say the same thing about the Cowboys fans. Cowboys fans and Eagles fans are a bit the same. However, the Eagles fans from what I've seen on videos and how and from what I've heard of how the fans are acting at the game when whenever they're playing in opposition yeah they've been re- they're really disrespectful towards the the away fans mm-hmm. and I've seen a lot of brawls but that's Philly, Philly in general it's not necessarily that's, the Eagles exactly uh, the same with the Philadelphia Flyers really their their fans are really uh 
meatheads. Yeah, exactly. So, so literally fighting for anything that that bothers them. I'll never forget when I first got my season tickets uh, for Habs. They were in the nosebleeds, like my back against the wall. Not even the tickets that you've that I've given you. We were literally nobody behind us. Uh, the uh, Molson section? Uh, no, it wasn't a Molson section. Oh, was it? No, it wasn't a Molson section. So back back against the wall, nobody behind us. A couple rows in front of us, there was like 10 Flyers fans. <laughs> Flyers won that game. When they scored, I think it was an empty, it was an empty netter or it was an insurance goal, whatever it was. One of the guys gets up and they're all hammered. They're all hammered. They were just drinking beer after beer after beer. Thirteen fucking dollar beers. You know what I mean? So they score. They all celebrate. They're going nuts. The fan, one of the guys, takes his hat and like gets excited and just like throws it over the balcony. And as he throws it, he's like. Fuck! He starts yelling, and so he got roasted by like a hundred Habs fans. We were all roasting, but it wasn't. It was in good faith. Like there's some guys that there's there's the people that ruined it for the bunch. They were just fun. They weren't really obnoxious about it, but they were just they were loud, man. They, and I can tell if they were at home, if they were in Philly, they would have been a lot louder and a lot more obnoxious. But they knew that they were surrounded by a couple thousand Habs fans that might be jumping them after. Yeah. Uh- Freaking Philly fans and Boston fans are the ones I hate the most. Boston fans are, they're pretty fucked up. <laughs> My brother went to the home opener after, um, what was it? It wasn't 2011. It was a lot longer before that. So my brother and my cousin and my uncle went to Boston home opener against Montreal and they were giving away little mini Stanley Cups. With yeah. the Bruins logo on it. The first game, they were giving away many Stanley Cups. The Habs won that game. 2-1. Michael Ryder scores the winning goal. Michael Ryder scores the winning goal. Obviously, there's like 100 Habs fans in there only. They're all celebrating. My cousin and my brother are at the bottom against the glass celebrating. And they're getting those little cups. They were getting whipped with them. Everybody was throwing them. Bah, 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 bah. To the point where on the cover of the Metro newspaper in Montreal, you see the picture of my cousin Tony going, yeah, like celebrating like this. And you just see all the, ha- uh, the Bruins fans behind them like, boy, I, I fuck. I wish I could find that picture. I wish. I wish. I wish I could see that picture, man. Uh, it was amazing. I remember looking at it in the morning. I was like, what the fuck? This is too funny. You see my cousin Tony there. <laughs> But yeah, Boston fans are fucking nuts. But Montreal fans, most sports fans, everybody says, "Oh, this is the worst. This is the worst. This is the worst." We even had a debate on our on uh, on our on Hot our sauce. Facebook page. Yeah, it's not necessarily that one's worse than the other. It's that what to what degree are you a shitty fan? Honestly, I the way I see it, man, it's every fan base has this fucking idiots. Yeah, that will go. That will go the extra mile and just make your experience at a game horrible. But when you're speaking about a fan base, normally you need to take into account that fact that there's more than one fan. Well, normally more than one fan, it's gonna be bad. Yeah, but it's also the videos you you see online. Most hockey fights videos I see online. Involve a Philly fan or a Boston fan, <laughs> for the most seriously. Part. 
Yeah. Or yeah. or Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Same shit. Um, Always. And speaking of debates, we had this debate this week about uh, the Belichick versus Brady credits. Yeah, who gets the credit? You're like I like I said earlier, you're a Belichick guy. I'm not. A, I'm not anti Belichick. I'm also not anti Brady. I'm the way I the way Brady. I see it. The way I see it is Belichick deserve more deserves more credit than he actually he's actually getting. You know what? So, I mean, I can agree to that. But go finish your point, and I'll tell you why. So I'm hearing Brady's gold, Brady's gold, Brady's goat. Yes. Yes, but how many people out there are saying Belichick goat, Belichick goat, Belichick goat? Well, how many? Co- well, hold on a second. How many fucking coaches do you know stayed at the same team in the NFL for more, for twenty years? That's a good point. Well, because he's successful. He's coaches successful. don't leave; they get fired. Exactly. He hasn't given them a reason to get fired. Yeah. So this is what it is. Okay, so Belichick, genius, probably best coach of the modern era. We haven't seen a coach like him in a long time. As successful uh, with the amount of players that he brings in, it's never the same guys. It's always different guys. He made Brady pretty much he he him and Brady together. I feel like they were uh, the best duo you can find. So I can't really say that one should get the credit over the other. But I will say this about Belichick. Two things. One, like I said, the rotation of players that everybody buys into the system. He's a defensive mastermind and people don't even realize that. How good he is of a defensive coach. He took over defensive play calling this year when Matt Patricia left. And he was first in the league for most of the year as a de- for the defense. Their defense was sick this year. Sick, sick, sick. They were the only reason why I made the playoffs in my fantasy because I drafted them. Um, <laughs> second point, why people don't talk about Belichick, and I told you this in our group chat, is that he doesn't say anything. So the media, all they do is, what are you going to do for me? It's the same thing with Donald Trump and CNN. Because he rips on CNN, they're never going to say anything nice about him. So for Belichick, he sits there, up there, says nothing, no more than three words, they don't give him anything to work with. He doesn't do interviews. He doesn't do any of the shit that all these other coaches do. That Sean McVay, Jason Garrett, uh, Mike Tomlin, all these coaches that are always doing interviews. He doesn't do that stuff. So the media is like, okay, you're not going to give us a bone. We're going to talk about Brady as if he's the only person, the only reason why the New England Patriots are successful. Tell me I'm wrong. You're right. <laughs> Belichick. Well, the way I see him going to interviews, man, is that he has nothing to prove. Yeah. He 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 has the big balls. You know what I'm saying? He, his ball sack is fucking full. <laughs> okay? So <laughs> he, he has nothing to prove. He's like, okay. On his interviews, he's he sounds so confident. He's, yeah. he's so, to a point, arrogant mm-hmm. to a certain degree. But... He has nothing to prove to anyone. Nothing. And absolutely nothing. And he's literally the best coach the NFL has ever had. Um I can I don't know. That's, I mean, that's actually a good debate. We should put, I'll write it down. We'll put it for hot sauce. Um who's the best coach in NFL history? I mean, we can Bilicek is gonna be an obvious answer for most people. So let's say we take Bilicek off the list. 
okay? Because naturally he wins. Give me four coaches that you can consider as best of all time. Ooh, I have um, a few in head in my head right now. Well, are you considering freaking Lombardi? No, no. I mean, you can. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really know him that much. I don't know him either. Man. I read his biography. Very interesting man, but I don't know enough of him as a coach to tell you. He did revolutionize the game. So yes, we could put him up there. Absolutely. Okay, go. Um, the coach I will say that he does deserve to be there. I think it's Tony Dungy. Really? Okay, because I think Tony Dungy is super overrated. Really? Yeah, yeah. I there. I think Manning gets all the credit, all of it. Every single piece. <laughs> in a sense, I, he, I, he I could. He played in the weakest division in the NFL for 15 years. He won one Super Bowl. You know, yeah, I, I can see that. It's not like he played in. Uh, it's not like he coached against the Steelers and the Ravens. Every fucking he played. It's not like he played them twice a week. He played the Jaguars when Mark Brunel was quarterback. He played against the Houston Texans when David Derek Carr was quarterback. He or David Carr, David Carr. Which one's the David? Which one's the one David. that got drafted by the Texans? David. Yeah, David Carr. David Carr. And he's from Bakersfield. <laughs> and he's from Bakersfield. <laughs> <laughs> um, and who else? The Colts, the Jaguars, and the Titans. And the Titans back then, who did the Titans have? They weren't like this powerhouse team. Uh, um, who was their quarterback back then? It was some shitty quarterback. I yeah, don't remember. I'm trying to remember. Um, I was about to say Hasselback, but no, it's not. Yeah, I was about to say that too. Um, Hasselback did play for Tennessee at the end of his career, I think. Yeah. Tim Hassel- was it Tim Hasselback? Or did he play just in New York? Um, I know Steve Young played there. Steve Young played in Tennessee, or not when Manning was there. In the Manning, no, yeah, Manning era. In the Manning yeah. Era, who was who was on the team? Um, uh, one second, Tennessee Titans. I just realized how dark my room is. Uh, <laughs> I just looked at the camera where you're looking at it. It's pretty fucking creepy. Um, it's tough. So for me, my four coaches, I would put Bill Parcells. I would put Jimmy Johnson. I would put. It's tough. Bill Parcells, Jimmy Johnson. Hmm. Uh, Don Chula. Yeah, Don Chula. But then he fall, for me. He falls into that Lombardi. I'm looking at 90s and and up. Bill Walsh. He did some Bill great Walsh, job. Yeah. John Gruden, but fuck him. Tom Coughlin did a great job. Oh, Tom Coughlin. Yeah, we could say Tom Coughlin. Uh, I like what Mike Tomlin's done. He for for him a long time. My my favorite coach. Right now is uh, John Harbaugh. Yeah, because John Harbaugh is another guy where it's like he's always put his team first and made his team successful to where the ownership can't really doesn't really have a reason to not keep him around. 
At one point, uh, two years ago, he was um, around the, the discussions for uh, for uh, firing. Yeah, I remember. If Lamar Jackson didn't pan out, I think that uh, Harbaugh would have been fired. I really uh, do. I really do. That's think that. yeah. There's a strong chance that he would have got fired because he was on his last legs. I mean, Lamar Jackson saved his career almost. But also to his credit is that John Harbaugh was went to Lamar Jackson and said, "We're not going to change what you do. This is you. We want to work with you." So they built the whole offense around him. Where most quarter, yeah. most quarterback coaches and coaches would be like, "Okay, so you're a running quarterback. Let's try and stick you in the pocket. Uh, and, you're and a they pocket want, quarterback. Let's try and make you move around a bit. They always try and change you." And they went and got Greg Roman, which mm-hmm. was arguably, arguably the best RPO coach in the NFL. Exactly. So they put pieces around Lamar Jackson for him to be successful. And I'm being proven wrong. You you and I had this conversation a long time ago where I said that Lamar Jackson might be a bust, and I'm taking it back. Even though I said he'll be a bust <laughs> in like four years, I think that Lamar Jackson is here to stay. I, he might have a, an off year this year, maybe. I don't know. Um, which, But if he, even if he does, I'm not going to be the guy to say, oh, you see, he sucks. I'll be like, he'll be back next year. Because... He's different than a regular running quarterback. You know what I mean? I agree. He's different. He reads the field well. He just likes to use his legs. He reminds me, I hate comparing them, but he reminds me a lot of Steve Young. Steve Young was the same way. Not Michael Vick? Oh, Michael Vick too, but the thing with Michael Vick had a much stronger arm. And Michael Vick could stay in the pocket a lot longer than Lamar Jackson does. But Lamar Jackson... When he sticks in the pocket, he's very accurate. He's very accurate. My problem with Lamar sometimes he just makes he overthrows sometimes, but that comes with, I guess, experience. Yeah, he's, I mean, receivers aren't as open as they were in college. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like in the NFL, if the guy's on top of you, you're wide open. You know, and he just he's gonna learn that. I mean, the guy's coming off a fucking MVP season. I'm I'm pumped for this upcoming season. Hopefully, if it freaking still happens because of COVID, because, you know, freaking they were talking about a, pushing the season or even canceling it. No, it'll never happen. Uh, Alex, I'll put my left nut on the fucking line. And I've put my left nut on the line probably 100 times, and I'm never wrong. The NFL... Would never cancel the season. Never. No matter what. Never, ever, 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 ever. Even when 9-11 happened, they were the first ones to come to get back into it. You hear that, guys? If if the NFL's cancel, Terry is, is chopping off his left Cutting hand. it right off. Cutting right off. Clean. <laughs> Done. Um, let's get into some predictions. Uh, give me your uh, NFL MVP prediction of the year, and don't tell me Lamar Jackson. That's hard, man. That's tough. Yeah. Um, it's a hard one. Uh, big chances are Pat Mahomes, if not Lamar. Uh, I could also say. Pat Mahomes, Lamar. I'm throwing out there uh, Brady. Okay, that's a good guess. 
uh brady the, the only reason why i'm saying brady is because hey you're gonna be having a really shitty o-line and a really shitty defense playing with you so stack, if you are your numbers if if you're really successful and yeah so exactly so so he's gonna have four great receivers so he can really stack his numbers yeah and and if he makes the if he makes the playoffs it's it just makes him look that much better Brady, Brady's a good guess. Brady, Mahomes, uh, Lamar are all good guesses. Christian McCaffrey, good guess. Um, I'm looking at Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry? I think Derrick Henry this year is going to have six games within the division where he's going to get crazy amounts of yards. And I think he might break the 2,000-yard mark this year. It could be. If he or... breaks two thousand, he's the MVP. If he breaks eighteen hundred, he's the MVP. Or uh, Aaron Rodgers could come out and fucking throw five thousand yards. The thing about Aaron Rodgers is that his <laughs> his per game numbers aren't great. The thing about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is that he makes he's fantastic when it comes to um, that late game heroic shit. You know what I mean? He closes his eyes, throws it into the end zone, all that stuff. He's super accurate. Uh, but he's not a guy who's going to get you like 40 TDs, you know, and that's what Lamar and Patrick Mahomes are. They're those guys that are going to get you a lot of TDs. I absolutely agree with you. And what I hate is freaking Packers yeah. drafted Jordan Love. Well, yeah, Jordan, I, I'm not knocking on Jordan Love. I'm knocking on the fact that Aaron Rodgers does have many years left and they didn't get him a weapon. They should have got him a weapon. I mean, they they're relying on Devonte Adams. They're relying on their average running game. They're relying yeah. on a decent offensive line. Um, did they give Aaron Rodgers enough to play with? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, but he made it into the conference championship last year with nothing. Nothing. He was one game away from being in the Super Bowl with nothing. That's the part that scares me the most about Aaron Rodgers. Is that he can do it on his own? Absolutely. But is he MVP candidate this year? No. Another one that Derrick Henry. I'm looking at Derrick Henry. I think he's another one that could. Another one that could surprise us would be Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is another good guess. Yeah, I was thinking about him too. So the thing about Russell Wilson is that he's has the capability of dismantling that entire division. Um, he's going to play against the Niners twice. Very good D-line. He's going to play against the Rams. Good D-line, but the Seattle Seahawks have had plenty of success against the Rams. And then he's going to play against uh, the Cardinals. Cardinals still a very young team. Still figuring it out. Um, so Russell wild Wilson cards. could have uh, MVP MVP type season. And my wild card would, could be also... Uh, Kyler Murray. I know it sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but Kyler Murray, towards the end of the season, was having a lot of a lot of success. He looked good, and um, and I think they got him with some good weapons as well. So we'll see if he takes that next that next step. Uh, but it remains to be seen. Um, okay, so what about rookie of the year? Justin Herbert. Really, really. Guaranteed. 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 What about CD? 
my thing with first round receivers is that I never draft them in my fantasy leagues be- okay. because because fantasy is different than real life, though, right? Well, hold on a second. I was I was about to explain you why. <laughs> so there's I don't draft them in fantasy. But the first round receivers is because they're not targeted as much as the other receivers. Yeah, because when you're that's true. First round receivers, they're, they're seen as oh, it's it's something big, but. Well, when was CD, the last time CD is coming in as the third receiver? Yeah, exactly. So, so Cooper. Well, I mean Prescott is going to be throwing to Cooper and Gallup more often than CD Lamb in his well, first year. Or because those guys are covered, CD Lamb is going to be open, and CD Lamb is the type of guy that all he needs to do is just get the ball in his hands, and he'll be able to take off. I just threw his name out there. I don't think he's going to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, rookie of the Year, Justin Herbert is a is a is a. I like Justin Herbert. I thought he was the best quarterback in this draft. Um, will he be able to win Rookie of the Year? Rookie of the Year, unless you're winning your division and you're dominating, ch- chances are I won't go to a quarterback. Um, offensive I could, Rookie of the Year. I could see Chase Young. As a defensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, exactly. I see that too. Yeah. I see that too. Because... He's going to be playing. He's going to be the only guy. So any big play that needs to be made is going to be him. He's playing on a yeah. ass team in the Redskins. Yeah, he's playing with the Deadskins. So <laughs> Deadskins, the R word. <laughs> uh, offensive rookie of the year. It's so tough. It's so tough. Um, T. Higgins might be one. What about uh, Joe Burrow? Joe big, Burrow, big Joe. it's tough. I think he's. I think this year is going to be very hard for him to be successful. I, I, T. Higgins, T, I'm locking it in. Boom, T. Higgins, that's my lock. All right, we'll see. We'll see, man. As yeah, said, Justin Herbert. We'll see. <laughs> same division. All right, buddy. Um, that's it for this week. Good stuff. Um, uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Hot everything at Hot Sauce Sports. Uh, We made it very easy for you to follow us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Uh, My name is Terry Tam with Alex, the intern Corleone. Um, That was the NFL. Liverpool won, baby. You'll never walk alone. You can't talk shit anymore. You'll always walk alone. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy. Thanks. We'll see you next week. All right, peace.